BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The best hard rock, the best heavy metal, Talking Metal, a podcast hosted by Mark Striegel and John Astronomy. Available through iTunes and most other podcast providers. Feel the power, feel the glory, TalkingMetal.com. Hi, this is Nick Olivier from Mondo Generator, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hey, it's John Astronomy. Welcome to another episode of Talking Metal. We have a really amazing show for you tonight. I am currently hanging out at Grand Central Station in New York City. When you come to New York, even if you're not taking the train anywhere, come to Grand Central. It's a very cool place. We're going to check in with Mark Striegel, who is hanging out at Comic-Con out in San Diego, California. Then we're going to hear an interview that Mark conducted with Nick Oliveri of Nick Oliveri's Mondo Generator, formerly of Queens of the Stone Age, as you know, and also formerly of Caius. Jam-packed episode. I am going to head over to New Jersey to a place called Ruth's Chris Steakhouse where I'm going to have dinner. And that is in Weehawken, New Jersey, right on the other side of the Hudson River. And then that's where I'm going to call Mark from. We're going to talk to Mark. We're going to hear all about Comic-Con. We're going to then get into the interview with Nick Oliveri. And then I am going to finish up the show back here at Grand Central Station in New York. So without further ado, let's get into some music This song is by the great Caius. It is called Green Machine, and it's off the album Blues for the Red Sky. Right now, Green Machine by Caius. What's happening? Hey, John, checking in with you from San Diego. Today is Saturday, uh, and uh, Comic Con is sold out again today. 
It is sold out again tomorrow. I just got out of a Battlestar Galactica panel, which was insane, with Katie Sackhoff. Uh, Mary McDonald plays Rosalind, and, and Trisha Alper plays Six. And it was uh, awesome. Lucy Lawless made a surprise appearance, ran out the stage in the middle of the... Uh, incident last night and was unfortunately unable to play the show with Kiss out in California and Kiss performed as a three-piece. Now, I know you heard about this yeah. last night. Yeah, I, I being on West Coast time, uh, I was out late partying last night and uh, got in and was checking out Plattermouth. There was uh, an interesting set list, obviously real heavy on the Gene song and just crazy. I mean, I, I'm hoping that Paul uh, gets everything straightened out. I mean, he's a new father again, and uh, life just seemed to be going so good uh, for him. So I just hope that this, uh, you know, it's just, just something that is fixable, and then we'll have a healthy Paul back real soon. Yeah, absolutely. I know that this is fixable. I mean, certain cardiac heartbeat-related incidents are definitely fixable, and let's hope it was just kind of a one-off freak thing. And uh, we hope to see Paul at Fantasy Camp here in New York. But regardless of that, uh, we just want to make sure Paul is healthy and safe. And uh, we definitely are praying for Paul and wish him the best. And it wasn't a uh, time they played as a three-piece uh, 
when Ace didn't spell, right, at the Red right. in New York City? Right, that was for an Italian TV show, and uh, it was Paul, Gene, and Eric Carr, and uh, they played without Ace uh, for, for a television appearance. So this is yeah. a, the second time that they did something as a three-piece. First time they did basically a full concert as a three-piece. So uh, kind of a, a, an odd moment in history, but congratulations to Gene, Tommy, and Eric for pulling it off for Paul because that's what they said on their website, that they did it for Paul, and that Paul actually insisted that they played because he felt bad that a lot of people traveled far distances to attend the show and... You know, he didn't want them to be disappointed, and apparently Gene came out, and Doc McGee came out, and they explained what happened and said, do you want us to go for it as a three-piece? And the crowd said, absolutely, and so they went for it. So good job, those guys, and we're all pulling for Paul. I'm sure he's going to be fine. Yeah, and I apologize about all the noise out here. I'm actually outside the convention hall. Um the red trolleys uh, and the buses. So uh, you have to let your hearing. Uh, I know it's very loud. And again, I apologize. The only other three peaks I remember uh, from Kiss was, of course, in the Domino video where Gene is driving around in his car and uh, Paul, Bruce, and Eric are uh, back playing in the uh, in the uh, studio or something. Right. right. That? Uh, absolutely. That was great. And what's cool is on some of those shots, Paul was actually playing bass. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about which that. Which is really cool, because sometimes they showed him with the guitar, and sometimes he had Gene's bass, which is uh, a very cool moment uh, in history. So, yeah, I, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, you might hear some noise on my end, too. I'm on a cell phone. I'm sitting outside. Yeah, we got buses and cars driving by constantly. So, uh, it's yeah, well, out here. Yeah, okay. so, last week I spoke with Nick Oliver. He actually informed me, I think, before anybody, that Mondo Generator was leaving Ozfest. Uh, and we just, uh, we didn't really break the story because we haven't posted the interview yet, but we're going to post it now, and his new record is amazing, and this song that we're going to play is called Lie Detector, and then we'll get into the interview after that. Um, I guess that's about it. I'll give you a full report, John, about this party tonight when I get back, but I'm thinking of heading back in because Henry Rollins is signing autographs right now. I might go say hello to him. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. Well, have a great time out there at Comic-Con. Uh, say hello to Henry. I know he just did a great uh, interview with Casey Chaos on his show, uh, Amen Played, and uh, Casey was really proud of that. Uh, we're going to hook up with him soon out here on the East Coast, which is a, kind of a rare thing for us because we usually hook up with Casey on the West Coast. And, um, you know, have a great time at Comic-Con, and I'm looking forward to checking out this interview with Nick Oliveri. Excellent. Thanks, John. And by the way, I don't know if it's still up. I imagine it is it's, uh, by the time you're hearing this. But sci-fi.com, go to the Comic-Con section. You can uh, go to the blogs. And I have a, a, at least one entry up there from uh, Comic-Con. That's sci-fi.com. Very cool, Mark. So why don't we get into the tune, set it up, and then we'll get right into the interview with Nick Oliveri. This is brand new. Mondo Generator, Nick Oliveri's Mondo Generator, and the song is called Lie Detector. I love this track, and I've uh, been a big fan of Nick for a long time, a long time. He played on all that classic Queens of the Stone Age stuff, the restricted record, and Songs for the Death. Two amazing records, and uh, what an amazing singer, an amazing songwriter, and a great guy. And we hope he gets all his... Uh, Family personal problems sorted out and uh, is back on the road real soon. So check it out. Lie detector by Fondo Generator. Mm -hmm. 
this is Mark Striegel from the Talking Metal Podcast, and we are very honored because on the line we have Nick Oliveri checking in with us today. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for taking some time out to talk with us. I am really digging the new record, Dead Planet. So many great tracks on it. Let's start off by talking about the producers who worked with you on the record. Oh, uh, cool, man. Um, well, Nick Lasslax, um, he helped produce it, and we did. I did some of this stuff at a few different studios, so I kind of had some co-production help uh, at Grohl Studio with Nick Lasslax, and then I went to um, a studio called uh, Donner Butcher Thunder and Lightning in German, and it was a German friend of mine uh, named Matthias Schneeberger, and he helped me uh, finish up the record. Cool. So you got involved with Nick through the Dave Grohl connection? Yeah, yeah. Nick, Nick's great, man. He he's, uh, knows he knows his way around a studio and knows his way around a control room. And he knows. Yeah, he's technology. He's good, man. He's uh, and he's a friend, so it worked out good. Yeah, he's doing a lot of stuff. I think he did the new Rush and. Did he do Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so but that, that was very cool. You were able to hook up with him, and the production on the record sounds great. Um, I wanted to ask you, well, upon the Dave Grohl tip, so he's still a friend that you stay stay in touch with? I try to, you know, um, we, obviously our schedules don't match up um, that great, so whenever we can, get in the same room, you know, yeah, it's all good. Definitely. Now, kind of, I was always wondered about the Mondo Generator name. Um, it was a Kaya song on the Blues for the Red Sky, and then it also became the name of your of your band. How, why did you decide to keep that as a, as a you know a name after it already? Been well, I kind of was always influenced by uh, by Lemmy from Motorhead and and him having a song called Motorhead in his old band Hawkwind. Right. <laughs> I know it was the uh, the main influence there, but. Uh, Mondo Generator actually was um, uh, in the, on the second Caius record. There's a, a bass amp as a picture of the inside cover, and um, it's my old bass amp. My bass is laying on in the middle of the desert, which is a picture of it. If you look down the side of the amp, you can kind of see the fisheye lens. It says Mondo Generator painted down the side, and it's a it's a name that my amp got because we used to do generator parties and had a pretty heavy bass sound back then, and kind of got some. I think the drummer Grant York nicknamed my. The amp, the Mondo Generator, which is kind of uh, powered by the Earth, kind of is what it means, you know, Mondo Generator. Right, cool. Cool. You know, that that was such kind of a, uh, what's become almost a, a legendary record, Blues for the Red Sky, the Caius record. And yeah. it almost seems that Caius, just in general, has, has almost become more popular since... It doesn't exist anymore. Like oh, big time, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you you and Josh started doing the Queens of the Stone Age thing, it seems like people just started going back and discovering Caius. Does that ever strike you as weird? Um, it, it is, but it's kind of cool. I mean, it's better late than ever, and I, I kind of feel like uh, I'm glad that it's found a place somewhere in in, in the in the world. Um, finally, you know? <laughs> it was uh, it was funny because when we were doing it um, when we were kids, you know. Um, Caius didn't have a lot of people backing us, even in our hometown, even, you know, in the desert, people, they come, you know, our friends come out here and, and uh, met, 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 mess up the party and kind of things like that, you know, but uh, we, uh, you know, we've been plugging out for a long time, and, and, and it's good to see it finally see, see the light, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I know a few years back, Spin called it one of the, the 40 greatest hard rock records. And, uh, oh, right on. 
I think Q Magazine called it one of the 50 most heaviest records. Uh, wow. So yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I talk to kids and stuff who are even into Caius nowadays who probably were, you know, just being born and you guys are breaking up or something, you know. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's definitely cool. Now, uh, I also wanted to talk to you about you uh, contributed a song a while back to a benefit record for the West Memphis Three. Uh, and how did you get involved with that project? Um, Henry Rollins called us up, uh, called me and Josh up, and said, "Hey, you want to do this this benefit?" You know, and we're like, "What's it for?" And he told us, you know, and I was familiar with it because of the uh, Paradise Lost documentary, and and um, he said, "Sure," you know. Plus, being a huge fan of of Rollins and and Black Flag, of course, um, I we drove it down, and we drove down there, and uh, and it was great, you know. It was great. I, I guess he had been trying to get a hold of us for a while and, uh, you know, trying to go through the manager connection. And sometimes it doesn't always work, so he, he just called us direct. And we went down and did it, and it was, it was amazing, you know. Got, got, to, got, to, uh, got to meet uh, Rollins on a, on a level playing field, and, and uh, it was great. And, uh, he was good to us. And, you know, he played us a couple tracks, played us the Lemmy track, and, uh, and um, it, was, it was fantastic. It was great. Cool. Yeah, I actually just saw our mutual friend Casey Chaos on the Rollins uh, TV show last week. Did you catch no that? Way. Yeah. No, I haven't, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, he was on there, uh, and he got a real cool introduction from Henry Rollins, who just really seems like a sincere, sincere, real guy, you know? Yeah, man. Definitely, definitely straight up cool. So, now, I, I don't know if this has been announced yet, and we can edit it out if you want, but... Um, I'm hearing that you're not going to be continuing on Ozfest. Um, yeah, I had some uh, personal, personal um, um, family business I had to take care of, and, and it just didn't make sense for us to, to continue continue on with it. But uh, you know, it was fun to do, and it, it was a good time and everything. And, and we uh, let's plugging away. But um, yeah, I, I, I have a. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to uh, get back out on 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 any touring until. Definitely catch you this this September. You're going to be coming through the United States, hitting most yeah. cities. So hopefully we're um, we're getting the tour. I can't sometimes we'll talk about who's it with yet, but uh, um, yeah, um, for sure we're we'll doing the states here soon. The records out here in America now, so we're going to be uh, really plugging away. Unfortunately, took us through, which was pretty much hitting everywhere in the states, which was good on that level. So um, unfortunately, we're not going to be doing it. Cool. But just to clarify, it wasn't anything to do with the OzFest management or anything like that. No, no, everything was cool. We just, uh, we had a lot of, I, I have a, a personal, uh, you know, uh, family member problem and, and I needed to uh, attend to it. Sure, absolutely. Well, well good luck with that. And uh, we'll look forward to catching you when you uh, come back around in, in September. That's awesome. I hope so. I hope so. so tell me about Headband. Uh, Casey Chaos was playing me some tapes of you jamming with him, and he said they were called the Headband tape. Yeah, the Headband. <laughs> yeah, we had a band, uh, and, and I'd like it to do it. It'd be great to do it again. Uh, it was Josh and myself, and um, it was uh, Shannon Larkin on drums, who used to be an Amen. I, I think he was Godsmack now. I'm not sure. 
and, right, uh, yeah. and, and Casey. And Casey had a bunch of songs, and we had a couple of jams, and, and Josh had a couple of songs. And, and uh, I believe that uh, Everybody Knows That You're Insane, is, uh, uh, which is on a Queens record, a previous Queens record, uh, is a song that Casey had, if I remember correctly. And, and yeah, some good stuff, man. It was, it was actually quite uh, energetic, quite, quite powerful. And um, I, I love to play with Casey. I think Casey's a, he's a monster, man. He's great. Yeah, yeah, he's just, especially live, I've seen him play live. Pretty unstoppable time. live, pretty unstoppable live. Yeah, he's insane. He's like the band you don't want to go after is the band Casey is involved with. <laughs> right, well, I know a lot has already been, you know, mentioned in interviews with you about the Queen stuff, but, I mean, it, it still just blows me away that, you know, there's still so much press about people wanting you back in that band, and after all these years, I mean, how does that feel when you read that type of stuff? Um... I, I, I'm very proud of the of the stuff that we did with the Queens, Kaya's past and everything. Um, um, I, I feel very fortunate on that level to be part of any of, the, of those things. And so I, I, it makes me feel good. At the same time, um, I, I think you know Josh is is, is, is uh, doing what he wants to do, and he's created a um, you know he's got he's, he's moving the band. You know I, I think a lot of it has to do with what we sounded like then and what the band has moved and become now. And, and it's, it's what Josh wants it to be now, so it's, it's uh, to do with keeping him happy. He has to play the music and something and, and everything like that. So, I don't know if you feel good at the people enough that force enough to say we have fans that are into the stuff we did, you know? And, and hopefully uh, one day we'll, we'll do something again, you know? Um, I don't know. I can't say for sure, but, uh, you know, we, we took a break from, from, uh, from playing. You know, we're real friends, so it's something that... Uh, you know, we'll probably end up jamming and doing another band or something against the day. And you guys have been able to remain friends even after some of the stuff that's been said in the, in the media and press? Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a brother, you know, a family member to me, you know. Um, sometimes you the phone, talk to him every day, and hang out with him, and sometimes you need a break. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Not necessarily, you know, for me from him, but maybe for him from me, uh, you know, vice versa, whatever. And it's all good, it's just... Uh, Sometimes, uh, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, we are family and, and we're, uh, we're connected through music and that'll always be there, so we're stuck with each other. <laughs> Very cool. And, and just so the fans know, I mean, when you go out with Mondo Generator, you do a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, but a handful of, of the songs from your Queens days, right? Yeah, we do. We do, um, you know, some stuff, we do the stuff that you can't see at a Queens show, basically, the stuff that won't be being played at, at, at uh, Queen's of Stone Age gig, and, and, and I think they're good songs, and I, and, and I think they should, should see the light, and, and um, you know, some songs are, uh, some songs are mine from the, from, you know, from the from those days, and some songs um, Josh just isn't doing, and there's a lot of co-writes, there's a lot of songs that are his that I would love to do, but, uh, you know, just with, without him singing it, it ain't going to be the same, so. Right. He probably, I hope he feels the same way about those songs. I was saying, so I'm just doing them, I'm just doing them at the Mondo gig. Very cool, and I mean, the songs on the new Mondo Generator record are just awesome. One of my favorites, surprisingly, because I'm like a guy who's usually into the loud, heavy, hard stuff, but one of my favorites is Paper Thin. Just really, a, right a, on. A great, great song, and there's so many great tracks on this that I really encourage all the Talking Metal listeners to go to iTunes. You can download single tracks for 99 cents, or just go to the store and buy the CD the old-fashioned way, because there is, I mean, it's really a solid record all the way through, and congratulations, it just sounds great. 
so much, man. And you guys are on MySpace at myspace.com slash Mondo Generator. And one last question before we let you go, Nick. Uh, what's your favorite Ween record? I'm a big Ween fan. Oh, right on. Uh, the Mollusk. The Mollusk, yeah. I'm a huge Mollusk fan. I mean, I love all the Ween stuff. I'm, I'm a huge, huge Ween fan. I like the side parties, the Moist Boys. I love all that stuff, man. And uh, huge, huge fan. Love it. Yeah, Mollusk is definitely... I think my favorite too. I like chocolate and cheese a lot though too. Chocolate and cheese is amazing, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first time I've seen them live. I was kind of a late comer to Wien to see them live. I had their records, but uh, I didn't see them live until the chocolate and cheese tour, and they toured with Craig Black Kaiser on that tour actually, and uh, <laughs> it was great. It was fantastic. Didn't you have Dean Wien? Was it? Yeah, Dean Wien did one of the voices on the uh, songs for the Deaf record. The DJs. No, no, no. He played guitar. Oh, okay. He did the. Lead. On uh, a weird lead on, on a song of mine called I'm Gonna Leave You, and it's like this weird lead at the beginning and in the middle, and he does these crazy, cool, cool guitar things. He did a, he co-wrote a Mosquito Song, on and he also played on uh, Six Shooter, which is another another uh, fast jam of mine, which I was mad at the whole Bin Laden thing. Kind of <laughs> cool. <laughs> I was watching the Twin Towers get exploded, and I was like, Six Shooter! So that's right. Right. But, uh, yeah, he put on that as well. So. Okay, man. Well, we wish you the best of luck, and we can't wait to uh, catch up with you again in uh, September when you're back out on the road. I appreciate that, man. Hey. by Nick Oliveri's Mondo Generator off the Dead Planet album. You can buy that at www.mondogenerator.com or on iTunes. Check the links on today's show notes on TalkingMetal.com. I've always been a fan of Nick and all of the different bands he's played with. 
He's also really close friends with our good friend Casey Chaos, so that's very, very cool. And we want to thank Nick for taking the time out to hang out with Talking Metal and talk with Mark. Thank you again, Nick. So anyway, what a, what a wild show tonight. Uh, coming to you from Grand Central Station, then Ruth Chris Steakhouse, then Comic-Con, and then Mark conducted that interview with Nick while he was still back in the New Jersey, New York area. And then right now, I'm back here at Grand Central Station, New York City. We got a lot of stuff coming up for you guys, so stay tuned. A lot of great OzFest stuff. We've got some stuff from the Project Revolution Tour coming up on both Talking Metal and Talking Rock. And a lot of other great surprises. So thanks again for taking the time out to listen to Talking Metal. We're going to end this episode with a song by Queens of the Stone Age. This features Nick on bass and lead vocals. It's called You Think I Ain't Worth a Cent, But I Feel Like a Millionaire. It's off of the Songs for the Deaf album. Right now, Queens of the Stone Age, Nick Oliveri. You think I ain't worth a cent, but I feel like a millionaire on Talking Metal. Thanks for listening. Checking out. Hey, all right, it's Kip Casper. Clone Radio, LA's Infinite Repeat. How we feeling out there? How's your drive time commute? I need a saga. What's the saga? It's songs for the deaf. You can't even hear it. 